because that's where we're going to be. And if you could turn me down just a little bit, it seems a little high. Yeah, thank you very much. And today we'll be in uh, chapter two and three. Uh, so end of two and uh, three through 10. Um, and I've titled it, Who is Our Father? And, um, and I, have the, I made this long introduction. And maybe I'll make it shorter. Because um, last time, uh, and may, maybe the whole, all of John's letters, they're often not very hard to understand. He's most of the time pretty clear of what he means. Um, but for us, and for people who love the world, they can be very hard. There's no gray areas, there's only truth, error. There's nothing like, oh, couldn't we just, no. Black, white. Truth, lie. So if you are out there in here and you like to be politically correct, or you're very sensitive to hurting other people's feelings, or you don't really like if people don't like you, um, then maybe you're going to have a little bit of hard time with John. Because he doesn't care. He cares about who Jesus is and speaking the truth in love. He's not out there to make friends or say something that's not true. He has already been confronting people who are teaching falsely that there is, we can be perfect or we can sin all we want. And he says, you're both wrong. I mean, even just saying you're wrong in our culture is like, oh, you cannot say that. No, well, John, he's clear. No, you guys over here are wrong, and you guys are wrong. There's Jesus' way, and that is better. And so I just had to, like, just before, just in preparing our hearts, it's like, <clears throat> of course you want this, but do we really want it? Because, you know, are we ready to let Jesus teach us? Or will we close our eyes and ears? One Bible study we did a long time ago with somebody called Kyle Engelman. It was not a fan study. He asked in the study, have you tried to be God's PR manager? Like when you don't really like what God does, have you tried to explain that away to yourself and to other people? And therefore taken away from who God is and his character. Because you want to present a God that you think your friends and other people would accept. The strange thing is that is false teaching. And if we do that, we lead people astray. 
another pastor instead said, no, unleash the word of God and leave the people here and the Holy Spirit convict people in their hearts. Not that we manage who God is, but that the Bible teaches us who he is. In the Bible study, I often say to people, especially people who sit with Bibles where they can read notes underneath, I say, no, no, cover it up. Because this is a time where we are investigating who God is. And also, I tried to keep us at the same texts because don't go into another text if we were talking about this text. Let's wrestle with who God is here, not go to a different place we feel more comfortable. Because if we do that all the time, we won't see the greatness of God's glory. And we won't understand who he is. But we will make God into somebody we want him to be. And we won't see the glory of his, his ability to save us from sin and rebellion. I, this is I'm very unlike me, but I'm going to start with a quote. Because I thought it was a very, very interesting interesting quote I think it puts up really well and for me it was kind of like I was running and so you, sometimes you've seen uh, sometimes when it's windy a lot it's, it's uh, um, what's it called in storm you see the wind and, some, and sometimes some trees they break in the storm or things fall out of the trees so, so I think uh, this uh, commentary is like saying, well, John's going to, now he's going to shake the tree and he's going to see who falls out. Especially number three. He would really like them to fall out of the tree. So they instead will become one or two. But let me read the quote. So this person points out that the Apostle John addresses basically four different groups of people in his letters. They're the ones that are fully assured Christians, the ones that really love Jesus, they're really confident. Then he, then he, then he, um, then he uh, addresses the, people, the Christians that are struggling with assurance. They're not sure, like, what does this work like? Do I really have to be perfect? Do different things. But then he also, number the three group, the ones who are not believers, but think they are, he really wants to shake them up so they would get a real knowledge of who Jesus is. That would be the one saying, I can sin all I want. No, then you don't know Jesus. Um, and then the non-believers. And all of us. And he says, but John especially has the third group in sight here. His goal is to shock them and wake them up to their spiritual status. He looks, he's going to do that by calling them children of the devil. So that's a pretty big wake-up call. But where has he learned that? Because people are like, oh, John, he's so insensitive. You know, Jesus is so much nicer. Well, Jesus did the same. Confronting the Pharisees and says, you, Father, is the devil. So John's not making this up. So, but with all those pre, pre, uh, preliminary notes, let us read the text together. And so I'm reading from 2.28 through 10.3. 
And now little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Oh, this next one. See what kind of love the Father has for has given us to us that we should be called the children of God and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And anyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or know him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him. And he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. But this is it evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Amen. So the text, not hard to, the text is not hard to understand. But we can feel it. We can feel the weight of the text. But it's also an amazing text. Because this is amazing. He addresses them again as little children. He draws them in with his, with his, um, with his love for them and say, abide in him so that, so that you won't be ashamed when he comes. So because you know Jesus, stay in him, walk in him. You know, we talked about the walking is a pattern of how to live, not just walking, but a pattern of how to live. 
sustain Jesus' teaching that you heard from the beginning. And you've also heard that Jesus is coming back. And may you be confident when he comes back and not trying to hide in a closet because you're doing things you don't want him seeing you do. No, instead, abiding his teaching, be looking forward for him coming. And even, even right here, I just had to think, like, are, are there things in your life or in my life that we would rather not have Jesus see us doing? Well, that's a great opportunity for you to give that to the Holy Spirit and stop doing that. Or maybe there's things you're not doing that you should be doing. And he can help you with that. John is pointing towards the freedom in Christ, a longing for him to come. Other places in the Bible, it's like, if you're afraid, then you haven't really, I think it's actually like in John, if, if you're afraid of Jesus coming back, then you haven't been truly changed to know that in love there is no fear. But a longing for Jesus to come back. And then there's the, the second part is that having the Holy Spirit guide us and lead us so that we know that Jesus is the one who's righteous. I was like, oh, what do we mean? Just, no, no, it's so, so, so important because if you know that he's righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. I was like, okay, Jesus is righteous, righteous people. Yeah, but the last part, if we know Jesus is righteous, we're going to know that people who are righteous are born of him. That means if that means we can be reborn of Jesus. I was just sharing with Hadji just before. This thing blew my mind when I was doing it. It was when I was preparing. Because sometimes you're like, oh, we talk about being born again. They're like, no, this is what this is what John's saying. It's like, you may not be sure whether you are going to shrink from Jesus, but he's saying, well, if you know he is righteous. You can know other people are righteous. They are born of him. That means if we believe that, we can be born of Jesus. We can be a new creation. We can be totally changed. I just think that is the amazing good news that we don't have to be ashamed or or anything, but we can come to Jesus with everything and ask him to take it away. And we can lay it down and seeing that Jesus is righteous then the people who are righteous because of belief in him, they are born of Jesus. The new birth in Jesus because we know that we are, that he is righteous so we can know that if that is true, we can be born of him. And we don't have to shrink back. So see, he gives a warning, he gives the encouragement. He's like, don't be looking to Jesus and being sad when he's coming and being, being, um, being ashamed. No, instead look to Jesus as righteous. Hold on to that, his righteousness. Then we can know the people who do righteousness, including us, we can be call ourselves born of Jesus. 
And you say, oh, that's amazing. Yes, it is amazing. And then we, he explains more in the next line and saying, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God. Remade, reborn in Jesus. Now God the Father comes in and shows us his love by saying we can be his children. Reborn in Jesus, God says and shows us his love that we can be called the children of God. And John adds, and so we are. Listen, I, I, I mean, I've taken right too much of Patrick. We should just stay here the whole time. Because if we can just get this, if I can just get this, if all of us could just get this, there's no treasure as good as this. Because that would mean we have totally, fully understood who Jesus is. And we won't shrink back. We would rest in his righteousness. We would rest in being born by Jesus, called God, children of God, loved by him, encouraged by John, to rest we are. Then, then the conflict comes, though, in the next verse. Oh. Well. We'll wait with that one. Because the conflict comes in the next one. In the second verse, it's like... Uh, the second part of verse 1. There... F- the reason why the world does not know us is that they did not know him. So being recreated by Jesus, called the child of God, the world will reject us just like it rejected Jesus. Just have to remember those things. Let's see what I have there. Oh, that one. Believers are not simply people who are trying to live a little better. They have been radically renewed, born all over again. The habitual practice of goodness is evident, evidence of what God has done in them. As believers, we are not people who just try harder. We are people who are dead and then resurrected in Jesus, reborn. All new. Not just, oh, I just got to do better. No, 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 no. All that stuff taken away. New. Radically reborn. As a new person in Christ. As a child of God the Father. if we can just let that sink in like I talked about before that if we are in Christ we are his we are remade by Jesus we are called the children of God if the Holy Spirit had opened up our eyes to see who Jesus is that is actually the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ that we will understand who Jesus is 
and what he does. That God made this way for us through Jesus Christ. Not only to like clean us up and no, that we will be remade by Jesus and called the children of God. Having all the sin cleansed away, being adopted into the family, and start walking in eternal life from children of wrath, children of the devil, to children of God. Being met by God in his son Jesus, recreating us by the work of the Holy Spirit, drawing us to himself. We went from darkness into true light. And then there was that question, the other question was like, do we feel strange in this world? Though John writes, it's not a bad thing to feel strange in this world. Because Jesus felt the same. The world didn't know him. And so the world won't know us. Have people questioned you why you live like you do? Have questioned people question why would you spend time with them? Why would you ask or pray for them? Why would you give more than your time and your money to them? Why do you care? But why do you believe such foolish things? Why are you so dumb to believe those things? Why won't you just go for what's better? Why do you serve me and my family? We, we need to be different. We, we cannot be of the world. We need to stand out because we're different. So I just want to encourage all of us, don't fit in. I know we have all the tendency to want to fit in, but don't fit in. We don't belong. When we try to fit in, we're like lights that don't want to shine. We're like salt that don't want to be salt people. People need hope. They need to see something different. We don't need to fit in. We shouldn't fit in. Because if Jesus is in us, we won't fit in. So our call is not to fit in, but to be different. That people can see that we've been changed. We've been reborn in Jesus. We are called the children of God. And it's also good not to feel at home here because we are longing for Jesus to come back without the wanting the shame and fear. But we're longing for, come, for him to come back to make all things new. Our hope is not that the world is like it is now. Our hope is in the new heaven, new earth. And John, as we talked about two weeks ago, don't love the world. It's fading away. He will die. Stand out. Don't fit in. The warning is like, don't be strange just to be strange. Like, be strange because Jesus is in you, not just because you want to be strange. Like, <laughs> be strange because Jesus is in you. Because remember, if our identity is fully, totally in that Jesus recreated us and the God has loved us and called us his children then we will be different because that's not where everybody else has their identity 
It's in all sorts of other things. So it's great that you're different. It's great that we are different. And so it's got to be like, and not because I say it, but because you have been changed, you cannot help but live that way. Even if you try to cover up, it, 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 it will come out that you are different because you have been changed. You have been reborn. You have become a child of God. Then in 3 2, John starts again. Um, Oh, good point. I think we're at it. Oh, I think we have to. Oh, there's all these slides at the same time. Ah. But John, he starts in 3 2 and he says, Beloved. We are children of God now. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we will know that when he appears, we shall be with him. We shall see him, or we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. This is the... This is the... This is the completion of our transformation that we're not really sure what we will end up like. Like, when we talk about, like, what was my resurrection body going to be like? When, when Jesus comes back, we will all be changed. We're not sure exactly how Jesus is going to look. We've heard about how he looks like, but we haven't seen his glory. But when we see him, we will be changed. We will get the new body. And we will see Jesus as he is. Full glory. That's something to look forward to. That is amazing. To know Jesus fully and to be fully known. The mighty Savior. The glory of God. And the great thing is that all people will be on the knees. Whether they hate Jesus or not, everybody be on there confessing who he is. But we don't run to the shed and hide. We run towards him because we know who we are in him. And we're there to welcome him, saying, yes, Jesus. Everybody will be down on their knees confessing. But we'll do it with great joy and saying, yes, you are here, Jesus. You have made me new. And you made me a child." of God and I think that was the the verses that I skipped before or the slide from before John writes that 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 we will reject things that are not of Jesus That we, as we, as we know Jesus and have put our hope in him, in verse 3, we reject the world and the sins and be purified as Jesus is purified by the works of Jesus.
And this is a contrast to the other people who would say, who in verse 4 would say, he says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. So he's saying, like, if we know Jesus, we will live a life where his purification will purify us and not be like the people saying, well, I can do whatever I want and I can sin all my life because that's breaking the law and it is sin. And then the one's life there. That's the last slide. Uh, where's my slides? There. That's when it says about uh, where John says, like, if you, if we look towards, if we, people say over here, said I can sin all at once, they don't know who God is, because they're blind, and they don't know Jesus. Because then we wouldn't say it like that. But this and this is just an overview of John's gospel. So because because in chapter one he knows we sin, but we and we have a right and we have a, an advocate with the Father if we sin. But remember here John is saying that if people say that they're believers, but they continue a lifestyle and a way of walking that is sin, then they've never seen God. They're not believers. It is not the thing where some of us most days do something that we really don't want to do. And then we repent of it and say, no, this is not what I want to do. But it is also given the great hope that that becomes better. That as believers, we, should, we shouldn't be like, oh, but I sin all the time. No, we should be like, yeah, but I really don't want to. And that I can actually grow out of sin. That it's not like, oh, I have this sin I can't get rid of. Well, in the power of Jesus, we must have hope that that can be overcome. Because Jesus died and he rose again to set us free from those sins. So that there will always be hope that those sins can be defeated and killed by the power of Jesus. So there's always a call towards what Jesus has done. And why is this so important? That we don't mess with sin and say that's okay and I might have had a minor meltdown just before we came. Uh, Because when believers or people who say they're believers continue to defend the lifestyle of sin then they say Jesus is not important and what Jesus came to do was not important but this is ridiculous because he came to take away sin that's what he says in 5 
you know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and there's no sin in him. So when people defend sin, they're like, well, Jesus is not important. (laughs) What Jesus came to do is not important. No, it's ridiculous because it is super important. He came to take away sin, not that we could be in sin. He comes to free us from sin, not that we can have our petty sins. Because no freedom in that. There's no freedom in saying, oh, I can't have my sin. No, because Jesus came to take it away. And I just, I just want more for you. I want more for myself. That we don't get stuck in like, oh, I want these kind of small sins. No, I want to be free from them so I can worship Jesus truly. So I can live in the identity that I've been made new in Jesus and become a child again. Sorry about the translation. But the false teachers of this world and of that world will say, no, 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 I can go on sinning and say I know God. I can go on not abiding in Jesus. And John's clear, he's like, no, you can't. You don't know God, you've never seen Jesus. I would say today that people have, if they are believers, they have an extreme wrong view of who Jesus is. I would say it's a misunderstanding of the gospel. Just like just like John said. If you think you have to be perfect, it's not true. If you can think you can sin all you want, it's not true. Both those are false gospels. No, we have fallen short. But God and Jesus has made a way for us that we'll be set free from sin and live in Jesus' perfection. Not our own perfection and not in our sins. But in his freedom and in his new identity of being reborn of Jesus called the children of God. And why is, why is, why is uh, John, I think, as excited as me about this? It's because he doesn't want the people to be deceived. Don't be deceived or led astray. The one that walks in righteousness or in Jesus are righteous. But the ones that make their life a life of abiding in sin... They don't know him. Don't be deceived. Whoever makes a, a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So there's you like, you don't be deceived by people who are being unrighteous, saying that they can do that because they don't know who God is. And if they keep acting like the opposer of God, the devil, the adversary, well, then they're his children. And God came, Jesus came, the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Not so people can get it, but set us free from sin and destroy that work. The opposing, the, the, the rebellion against God. That's why Jesus comes. 
So the great news is he comes, he shows us, if we know he's righteous, we will be reborn by Jesus, called the children of God. And now he says, he came to destroy the works of the devil. So don't be deceived when people teach wrongly and say you can sin all you want. And the devil is the one that denies Jesus. And the devil has been opposing God from the beginning. But again, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to restore what was broken in Genesis 3. Not so that he encourages people to rebel against God again. No, that we could be set free to actually obey God by the love that he showed us. The ones born of God can't keep sinning. Because God's seed is in him. We talked about it before. Jesus is actually in us. He has actually remade us. We are totally new. And there's something new in us. And we cannot keep on sinning. We cannot have a way of life where we hold on to what is opposite of God when he is in us. Because we have been born of God. This is a great warning to the people over here and a great encouragement to the people that are are struggling. No, you are a child of God. You are born of God. You can stand in God's righteousness because you've been born of God. And the people over here will be like, uh, so I can't sin, keep saying, no, you can't. You should repent and understand why Jesus came and follow him because you're not a child of God. You're a child of the devil. a warning for the believers not to fall into traps and sins and false teaching and to shake the tree so hard that number threes will fall out of the tree. It's like, you don't know God. You need to know him. Fall out. Fall out of the tree and stop being a child of the devil and run to God. There's nothing worse than being, there's nothing worse than a three. Four, you're like, I don't care. Three, like, yeah, I know God. I just don't do anything he says. No, 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 I I make up my own rules. No. This is nonsense. You don't make you don't you you don't get to make up who God is. But he is so kind and loving, as Satyak was saying earlier, that he'll shake the tree and call you a child of the devil so you have a chance. So you might even have a chance. For Jesus to give you rebirth and to become a child of God. Johnny says it's easy to see who the children of God are. Those are the ones who live in Christ, a righteous life.
I have a quite long rant here on what it means to be the child of God. And that's because I have experienced in some places that people say everyone is a child of God. I think it's horrible theology. Um, and why is that horrible theology? Because John is very clear that not everyone is a child of God. That if you think you can sin all you want, have no idea who Jesus is, you are not a child of God. You are an amazing creation that God has created in his image. And he sent his son to save you. But if you deny that, you are not a child of God. You are a child of the devil. There's no gray. There is white and black. If you are not remade in Jesus' image, you are not a child of God. But it isn't, no, there's no buts here. Because a horrible theology would teach people to be number threes over here saying, oh, you are God's child, you're so blah, blah, blah. But you've not been changed. Therefore, you are not a child of God. You are only a child of God, as John explains in his gospel, if you believe in Jesus. In his life, in his death, in his resurrection and coming back, if you believe and have been recreated by Jesus, then you are a child of God. This is not an identity you can just take. You don't get it from your parents or where you were born. The Holy Spirit has to ignite in your eyes that you see Jesus as glorious or you are not a child of God. What about you? Are you a child of God or are you a child of the devil? Are you a one, two, three, four? Four, I don't care at all. Three, you're wrongly assured you're not a child of God. You're just a religious person. You have no intention of doing what Jesus tells you. You don't even believe in Jesus. You believe in God, but not in Jesus. You want to keep your sin? That's who John's trying to shake out of the tree. Wake up. That's not, that's, not a, that's not a believer. The second one, man, like, I'm just like, you know, I'm doubting my identity in Jesus. I'm like, I don't, but I really don't want to sin. I, I want to follow Jesus. Man, like, John's got a great big hug for you. He's like, you know what? You are remade in Jesus because you believe in Jesus' righteousness. He has remade you. God loves you and you are his child. He wants to encourage them. And the number ones are just going like, yes, John, you're so right. It's so amazing. I'm just praising God. My head can't comprehend that Jesus would do this for me and God has loved me so much. John's trying to call them all just like Jesus calling all of them number four number three all those people calling them to Jesus and showing them who he is 
And again, just in the end, this is amazing news. This is just, oh man, if my heart and mind could comprehend this, I would live amazingly in Jesus and all will see. This guy is a weirdo, but there's something about it. He's really annoying. He believes many things I hate him for. But there's something about it. They will see the love of God in us. We are called up to be righteous in Christ. That other people can see, like we have, to see that Jesus took away sin and destroyed the work of the devil. And how we can be when he comes back, we can not be like the people hiding in the shed or on the ground just hating Jesus came, but we are loving. We are just like, yes, you came. We get this new resurrection body that doesn't wear my shoulder works and had his walks and jumps. And, and, and we can stand. We, oh, I know we're on our knees, but in a, in a former sense, we can stand. We're waiting for him to come back. Because we have set a hope and faith in that Jesus kills the sin and he purifies us and makes us new and he breaks all the things the devil has done. That is great news. Therefore, we can reject all the false teaching and all the weird things and stand in what Jesus does. Makes an end of the devil, all he does. And purifies us and frees us of sin that we might by his Holy Spirit see and get reborn by Jesus and that we would see the Father's love for us that we can be called children of God and we are. Amen. Heaven Father, thank you so much. Like, God, this um, so simple, so simple truth. But Lord, sometimes you, you know our hearts and minds have a hard time even grasping this. How very amazing that the Lord of all creation, the one through whom all things were created, Jesus, you enter the world. You, you, God, you show us your love to, to, to see that you send your son. You send your son to restore all things from what was broken, to put an end to sin and death and the works of the devil. And Lord, as you open our eyes, we can be able to believe and we can be made, remade in you, Jesus, and be made children of God. Lord, help us. Help us grasp this truth by your spirit. Help the number ones rejoice and praise the Lord. Help the twos to be encouraged that this is true. Help the threes to see I'm not a child of God. I'm a child of the devil. Help them repent and run to you, Jesus. Help the fours to actually care to see the love, Jesus, that you have shown us. Your righteousness. Reveal it, we ask. And Lord, for us in this place, For your glory and your honor and your grace. Let us understand better every day. Help us to see that we have to stand out. 
that we are not of the world, but we are from you. Give us strength, courage, and let us pray and encourage one another to be this. And Lord, as you're drawing near, let us take off anything that clings to us so that we will unashamed stand and wait for you and run to you. You're the one who can do it, so we ask that you would do it in us and through us. To all your praise and for our good, we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. That's a good one. That was a good one. I liked it. Um, That's good. All right. So, I'm going to give the benediction, and then I'm going to give my disclaimer afterwards. But uh, if you want somebody to pray with, she's like, you are crazy for what you said, just said. I don't think I'm crazy, but I will talk to you and encourage you and pray for you. So just come and talk to me or talk and pray with somebody around you. It's like, I'm not a child of Daryl. Well, let's talk about that. Um, I'm a child of God. Okay, we'll talk about it. Um, but let's stand up, and then uh, let's have the benediction from Hebrews Now may the God of peace who brought again up our Lord Jesus from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, so the broad of the eternal everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you, which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I think you should also... Uh, wash your hands, but it's not as important since you're not making the food. But our uh, <laughs>